Welcome to the podcast, Enjoy Your Stay. I'm Holly Giles, a super host on Airbnb. Here is where I'll share my heart for hospitality as a short-term rental owner, along with how I started an Airbnb from scratch. Listen in each week as I tackle creative ways to turn a profit in our small town and turn my Southern Florida charm into guest-pleasing stays. Let's get started. Welcome to episode five, how to furnish your short-term rental or Airbnb. Now this could go into two parts. So we're just going to call this part one and see how it goes. Cause we could talk on and on about furnishing your short-term rental. And this is really going to come from my personal experience and my personal perspective. And you know, there is a wide range you can go here lots of different advice and experiences. So this episode is going to come from my own experience uh, and what I have learned. And you're going to have to go with what feels good for you, but it's it's good to get advice on things and different perspectives. So the thing about my Airbnb, my short-term rental, is this was my uncle's home <laughs> and he was actually a fantastic He had a fantastic eye and he loved old Florida. He had some really cool things. And this house just oozes a super cool old Florida charmer historic vibe. It just does. Those hardwood floors, we've got arched doorways. It's just really amazing, this property that's tucked in this neighborhood. And that's really what I felt. I I love historic things. I love history. I love sharing that. And I love that 1940s, 50s Florida style. Like reminds me of my grandparents' home. And that's what I envisioned for this house. So you could do a couple camps here. You could go in with a theme, which I think works for a lot of properties. Or you could just go in with the basics because that works too. Because again, we're looking for clean, and comfortable. With my particular short-term rental, we have a three-bedroom, two-bath home. We have a living room, and then we have what's called a Florida room. So we actually have two different living spaces that are separated from each other. Uh, We have a bedroom wing, so all of our bedrooms are on one end. We do have a door that closes off, so you can close off the bedroom wing. We don't have a master bathroom. We don't have an ensuite. We have a main hall bath that services all three bedrooms. We also have a pool area, patio screened in. So all of this we have to furnish. (laughs) We were fortunate that we had a lot of, or the basis of furniture that was my uncle's. He had a really nice leather, living room set in the living room so we definitely wanted to use that we wanted to use all that we could because really in the beginning we weren't sure this was going to work for us we were giving it a go giving myself a year and i wanted to do you know what i needed to do but i didn't want to spend a ton of money because we really this wasn't a plan we'd been making this wasn't something we'd been budgeting for So I was really kind of going with what we had and what I needed to add to. So 
we worked with what we had and which was a basic living room set really nice cream good leather furniture and pretty much you can't hurt it we did buy uh, a recliner to go in that room i thought that was important to have a recliner i wanted the furnishings to keep in line with our theme so as i looked at the room what did i want in there what kind of style was it so if you're going with solid colors which is a great idea you can always change your colors if you're doing throw pillows or blankets or rugs so going with a solid palette and then adding in a few things is i think key when you're first getting started you don't really know you know what to do but you can always change that up because you know even in your own home you get tired of looking <laughs> at that same thing all the time so i wanted to make sure we had enough seating and this is one of my pet peeves when i visit airbnbs or, or uh, short-term rentals which we visited many so we sleep six so we need to have seating for six people my rule of thumb is six plus one or two <laughs> you need to have seating for the amount of people that you sleep that is my biggest pet peeve in short-term rentals that we have visited is there is never enough seating for all of us that are staying there. There's not enough living room seating and there's not enough dining room or kitchen seating. And that really has stuck with me. So I make sure we have plenty of seating. So when I'm looking at the room, I'm counting how many people that we can fit in this room. And I wanna make sure we fit at least six plus one your plus one could be a movable chair like a, a dining room chair or just a you know a little parsons chair or something that can be moved from room to room if necessary so i think that's something you really should look at when you're planning your living space is having enough seating for how many people you sleep i think that's just number one <laughs> before you look at your theme and all those types of things so let's keep going with our home here, how we started decorating. And as time went on, really for me, it was therapy. It was therapy, outfitting this house, decorating, coming up with an idea. Uh, I was really working through the grief of my uncle. And in my introductory, I didn't really, you know, get into the heart of the matter and share details about that and get emotional with you. But my uncle Kenny was like my dad. He was my mentor. He was my confidant. Uh, he was my biggest cheerleader in life. And uh, losing him so suddenly was and still is such a devastation. So working in his home on some days was hard uh, and other days was fun. Uh, but I think the whole thing really for me was therapeutic because I think he would love it. It has turned out just as I imagined. Now, when we go to furnish the rest of the places, our bedroom. So we had a very new king bed in our uh, in the master bedroom. Uh, if you can fit a king bed, do it. And most people are going to tell you that uh, if you can fit a king bed in one of your bedrooms, do that. Most important, if you can fit two in two of your bedrooms do that king bedrooms are very popular uh, and 
If you have tall people, which in my family, everyone is way over six feet tall. So my husband and I have always had a king bed. We can barely <laughs> sleep together if we're in something smaller. Kings, I think, are just really comfortable for a lot of people. And if they're not used to it, it's a little bit of luxury for them. So keep that in mind. If, for your main bedroom, if you can put in a king-size bed, do that. Our second bedroom was not big enough for a king, so we put a queen in there. Please do not put full-size mattresses in your bedrooms. They're too tiny. They're too tiny for married couples. Uh, they can fit kids probably, but you have someone coming to stay at your place for seven nights and they're cramped up in their bed. It just doesn't make for a pleasant experience. So we put a queen in there. We bought one of those beds in a box that, and we bought a platform. I'd never done any of those before, but I researched a little bit. We bought ours at Sam's and then bought the platform. And that's what we have in our queen room. Our third bedroom is two twins. And set your rooms up for your ideal guest. We'll get to that in another episode. That's what I did here. I put two uh, twins in our third bedroom and I bought the entire bedroom suit at an estate sale uh, mattresses and everything included it even had the comforters which were a tropical Florida theme when I saw it I just knew it belonged in that bedroom <laughs> it was a beautiful white uh, it wasn't wicker it but it was looked like wicker so it's easy to clean uh, the headboards, everything came all together. It was fabulous. And I used different pieces in different rooms because our rooms aren't huge. They're just right for a rental because you can't fit tons of stuff in there. So I have in there what you need. Every room has a big closet. They're not walk-in closets, but they're nice and big. So people have room to store things in there. And we'll get into, I think we're gonna do that in episode two of furnishing about some details in there. So that was the, the basic for the bedrooms. I have a king, queen, two twins. That's how I get, I sleep six. Now our Florida room, I wanted that you know vintage vibe and I'm imagining uh, not wicker, but kind of rattan and bamboo and that type of thing. That's really what I was going for, a tropical type of feel, but not overly tropical. But that room, we needed to completely outfit with furniture. So what I did was I hit Facebook Marketplace. Again, we were just giving this a go. I didn't want to buy brand new furniture and I wanted to see, you know, everybody, you can get some really great stuff on Facebook Marketplace. So I started looking at Facebook Marketplace, found a couch and a love seat, and uh, it's a solid color. It almost looks like denim. It's kind of that denim kind of blue and it has piping on it. Real super cute, durable, and you can't really hurt it. It is fabric, but it's going to be in our room that's off of the pool. So you know people are going to sit on it wet and all those kinds of things. So we, I think we spent $350 for the two pieces. And um, at the time I thought that was too much. But anyway, <laughs> it, it looks great in here. My uncle also had one of those uh, banana chairs from Pier 1. That was one of his favorite places to shop was Pier 1. So we have some of those pieces scattered throughout. But the banana chair... It's banana leaves. Uh, it's very tropical looking with green cushions. So our color scheme in here was greens, blues, 
golds, oranges, yellows, that type of thing, and not a lot. Another key thing is don't crowd your space. Don't fill it where there's not enough room for your guests. We want our guests to feel like it's their place and it's not yours. And we'll get into that as well. So we don't want to fill it. We want it clean and comfortable. We want enough seating for everyone and enough space to move around. And we want what they need. And we don't need a ton of other things that they don't. So our Florida room, that seats six people. And then I also added a small little table that has a leaf. And I have two uh, Parsons type chairs here that's movable. They can move from room to room. That gives them extra dining seating. And that's right off the kitchen. We don't have a dining room. It's a, it's a kitchen dining room combination. I can seat six in the dining room kitchen area. But then I also put this little table out here because there's tile floors. And what I have found is a lot of kids eat out here, which is perfectly fine with me. Floors are easy to clean. This gives them extra space in a room away from the rest of the house with a TV, games, all that kind of stuff. So again, I'm thinking of my guests, what they might need. Somebody might wanna come sit out here and have coffee in the morning. Kids might wanna sit here and play games, eat their cereal, eat a snack, coming out of the pool because this is the room where everybody does that because you're coming here wet and all those types of things. So think about how your guests are gonna use the space when you're decorating. Now I've been in short-term rentals where they aren't really decorated at all and that's okay. They're, you know, they're giving you the basics, but they don't have anything on the walls and it really doesn't have any personality. And so when you're there, you're just kind of thinking, all right, this is just a place to lay my head at the end of the day on whatever we're doing on this vacation. Here, I want people to feel at home. So again, for the, the decor on the walls, I wanted it to fit that theme. So we have paintings from area artists that my uncle had hanging. There's sunrise, there's sunset. It's, it's not a beach theme. It's a Florida, an old Florida vibe is what's in here. I also have some really cool artifacts just from family. I am a fourth generation Floridian. My history is in orange groves, uh, fishing, hunting, all those different things. I've got some really cool photos and old things. I've got skis from the Cypress Gardens, which was a huge place, huge tourist place many years ago. I've got those skis hanging up on the wall. Just really give you that uh, historic, kind of a touristy vibe, but not in a in-your-face kind of way. And I really love that. And everybody comments on that. Now, I don't have a lot of personal items in my property. I have historical items that go with my theme that might have come from my home or my family or my uncle, but I don't have personal items that connect me to the space because I want families to come in here and feel at home, not like they're staying in someone else's house. Does that make sense? And that might be different if you're actually renting out the house that you live in. And we'll talk about that. I've had friends that experience that. If you rent out a house that you live in, that you spend time in, you might have some personal items. But this is my thing. You should not be attached, personally attached to anything in your short-term rental because it can get broken, it can get stolen, it can get damaged. And this is a business 
it's a hospitality business, but it's still a business. And so you cannot attach your personal emotions to an item in your home. If you have a personal attachment, remove it. No matter if you think everyone's gonna love it, they're gonna love to look at it. I love to look at it when I come here. You cannot have any personal attachment, emotional attachment to an item in your short-term rental. And if you can go in with that, you're ahead of the game. <laughs> you're really ahead of the game. And I knew that going in. I knew I should not have personal things that really meant something to me if something happened to them. So all the items I have, uh, I love them, of course, but it's not going to be the end of the world if something happens to them. I have one personal item in the home that actually has real people in the photograph. And that photograph is of uh, my grandmother with her four children, my uncle Kenny and, and uh, my father and my other two uncles when they were kids. Uh, they grew up in Florida. It's a Florida scene. She's got this cool old uh, scout station wagon. She's sporting awesome sunglasses. And it's just a, a 1950s family photo. And that photo is what ties my theme together. And so that's the only thing that is personal that attaches me to the house. It's hanging in our Florida room. It's not gigantic, but you it blends in with the entire room. But having that photo here really grounds me in this space and why I do this, uh, why I love this home, why I'm thankful for it and uh, remembering my family and all those good times and uh, what I can share with other families. That's my goal is to have families make memories in this space that's clean and comfortable and makes them feel at home. That is my first recommendation on furnishing your home. Think of your budget. So for us, that was the thing. We, we didn't have a budget. We're just flying by the seat of our pants. I'm buying curtains at Walmart. I'm doing all this stuff, just trying to, you know, put window coverings on. We have Bahama shutters, these gorgeous Bahama shutters that really give it that Florida feel. We don't really need curtains. What I have found over time is most people that stay here, they're not from Florida, they're not used to this, and they wanna close everything up. So they always close up all the windows and uh, make sure everything's closed up tight. So I want people to feel comfortable. So then I, I went and you know I'm, I'm making sure there's curtains so that they can close those even though no one can see in and we are completely you know fenced around, no one can see them. I want them to feel comfortable. So those are things, the comfort of your guests in furnishing your home. The kitchen is a whole nother thing. We might have to do episode three. I'm, I'm not sure we'll be here all day. So when you're in this space, I want you to think if you were staying here, if you are going to stay here as a guest, what do you need? In my place, a lot of people do stay three, four, seven, eight days. They're families with kids. So I want them to have what they might need from their own home. And that is how I stock my property. I have pool towels. So we have, you know, bath towels, we have pool towels, we have furniture, we have enough seating for six plus one or two on our pool patio. 
and everything I want to be durable so that I'm not running out every six months and buying a piece of furniture. I, I am a real thrift shopper, so if I can find something, I'm going to do that. But the other thing about thrift shopping is our goal, right, is clean and comfortable, not old and dated. Can you have furniture in your house that's five years old? Of course. 10 years old? It depends. If it's wood furnishing, uh, side tables, dressers, things like that, definitely. If your theme is 1940s, could you have 1940s furniture? Uh, maybe, if it's, if it's clean. We, we don't want grandma's Afghan and floral couch. I've been in those too. You know, a lot of those, you, they look, you know, like they're from the 1940s. They're, they're stained, not so good. We don't want that. We want clean and comfortable. You can buy furniture these days very inexpensively. You can buy used furniture. Uh, there's a lot of people who have, you know, rooms they never use that are furnished and then they sell the furniture pretty cheaply. You kind of got to be, you know, on the ball with that, but you can definitely furnish without having to buy all new furniture. There has been estimates rolling around on some of the forums. People can spend between fifteen dollars and $25,000 furnishing a short-term rental. And I believe that if you're starting from scratch, you don't have any furniture, you have to furnish the entire home, which includes little items, you know, your kitchen items, your pots and pans, silverware, towels, sheets, furniture, all those things. If you're starting completely from scratch, that is really within the ballpark. My goal was to kind of lower that quite a bit and find what I could without having to spend so much money because again, I wasn't looking at this as my new business. I was looking at this as, can I really make it work? And that might have been not the way to start, but that's what I did. <laughs> There's lots of details in furnishing your home. Those are just the basics. We want clean, comfortable. We want enough seating for the number of people you sleep. We want enough uh, dishes, silverware, things like that. Uh, maybe we should do that in another episode. We'll talk a little bit about that. We want enough dishes, silverware, and cups for the number of people that you sleep to have at least three meals, meaning one day without having to do dishes. If you have nine people staying in a short-term rental that has four plates and four forks, you're having to eat on rotation and that is not fun. <laughs> if you've been out all day having fun doing whatever and you come in and you're eating in rotation because there is not enough silverware and plates and cups for your entire party to have one meal that leaves kind of a little little bit of a sting in your stay. We don't want that clean and comfortable. And comfortable meaning, do they have enough to get through the day or their weekend or things like that during their stay? Is the temperature good for them? Do you have central AC? In Florida, we have central air and heat. Obviously, we use our air conditioning a lot more. Uh, so those are things you have to consider. A lot of people like fans. A lot of people sleep with a fan. So having a small portable fan 
in a closet somewhere that's accessible is really nice. Uh, extra things like an extra pillow, extra blanket, those are details we'll have to discuss. There's so many, there's so many things we can discuss. But the key is, is uh, what would make you comfortable staying in a home for X amount of days that's your particular area, like ours is, you know, a week or so. What do you need? And that's exactly what you should do. Don't shortchange your guests. This, in the end, is a hospitality business. You might be in it to make money, to pay your mortgage, and all those things. But the people staying in your home are paying your bills. And you want to treat them the best that you can. Absolute best. So we want to make sure they're comfortable, that they have what they need, and that they even have a little extra. So that staying in your place is so memorable that they share it with their friends and they want to come back next year. That's your goal. You want your people to love your place so much that it's so memorable that they share it with their friends and they come back. That's how you build a business. So starting with that in mind, I think you can kind of come up with how to furnish and you don't have to do everything all at one time. And it might not turn out exactly like you wanted and if it kind of comes together. So enjoy what you have. You can always change it down the road. It doesn't have to be perfect like what you thought in your mind because your guest doesn't know. Your guest doesn't know what your true idea of what it was supposed to look like. They have no idea. They just see it as it is and love it. So my vision, I had a friend who's a designer come in. I had this whole entire vision and it really doesn't look maybe a quarter <laughs> of what I envisioned because I was pulling from here, getting from here and I brought it all together and it has the feel that I was going for but it doesn't have like the exact pieces and different things I imagined, you know, I could do in this space. And so that's another thing is really look at your space, go with what you can, don't be disappointed with it, love it just how it is. Cause again, your guests didn't know what you had in mind, but especially if you're doing a theme, it doesn't have to be exactly perfect. You can add things over time, especially if it's an investment of, of a photograph that needs to be framed or a piece of artwork or artifacts you know framing is very expensive so i do have different pieces that are lying in wait until i want to use that money to frame frame them properly and and have them placed in and i have you know steps that you know might not be done for six months but then when those guests return oh wow look what look what they added so you can you can always be changing if you want and or adding in your vision. It doesn't have to be perfect when you open your doors. Your goal is just to open those doors and get those guests booking and coming in. So I think we're gonna go ahead and end it because I've babbled on about furnishing and I will come in with episode two about very specific places we've stayed and what they had and what they didn't, uh, which left an impression. So we'll do that for our next episode. Thank you for joining me and my theme of old Florida. And as always, until next time, enjoy your stay. Are you wondering what draws people to our sleepy little town north of Orlando? 
Subscribe to enjoy your stay on your favorite app to find out. Tune in to hear my business tips, guest experiences, and along the way, I'll showcase the wonders of Florida that make it the natural choice for your next vacation.